Hello, welcome to Couch Lobsters, the film and series podcast made by amateurs for cinema enthusiasts. The concept is simple, we assign each other a film or a series to watch for each episode and then keep our opinion secret until the day of the recording. Beware, this podcast is full of spoilers. Hello, Dina. Hey, Jess. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Aren't we saying that we are the couch lobsters or did, did I, I did that? say that I said welcome to couch lobsters <laughs> okay okay yeah all right bye bad um yeah I'm fantastic um yeah just for those listeners who did not know or did not see our socials me and Jess met in London just a few weeks we ago did. Met live. Mm-hmm. Yes, was it was good. minus 15 degrees in the middle oh, of May, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, it felt like it. It felt like it. It was my first time in London, and yeah, felt very cold. Not used it to the cold. cold weather anymore. But yeah. No, it's very hot today, though. So. No, yeah. it doesn't help me at all. No, I know, but I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> like actually, in actually, the weather here in Sydney was pretty good here as well because it's winter now, right? Um, yeah. We're recording on Saturday, June 10th. So today it, w- it was about 20 degrees, close to 20. And it's winter. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Don't stop bragging. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, today the movies and the series were Tucker and Dale versus Evil and then Beef. Beef being the series. Uh, what do you want to start with? Um. What? Which one did we go with last time? I think you, we went with your pick first last yeah, time. Yeah, we did. All right. Should we go with mine? Of course. Let's do that. All right. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Dale, what are you doing? I'm, I'm taking a crapper hole. You mind if I help? He's making her dig her own grave. There's no rules out here. It's us against them. Oh, good. Look, your friends are here. <laughs> These kids are coming out here and they're killing themselves all over the woods. Ah! You okay? I'm on fire! No, no, don't, don't use that. Justin ah! Dale versus Evil now on demand in theaters September 30th. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil was my pick. It's basically a movie about two hillbillies uh, named Tucker and Dale who recently purchased a vacational cabin in the woods and are going down there to fix it up, get some beers, do some fishing, and just have a good time. But they ran into a bunch of college kids who were on their way to have some fun in the woods as well. So that's kind of like a plot of the movie in short. IMDb score for this movie is 7.5. Rotten Tomatoes is 85%, both from critics and audience. And this is an R-rated movie, FYI. Yeah, the release date, so it's a 2010 movie, so it's oldish, 13 years at this point. But yeah, quite old, yet it doesn't feel that old. But yeah, box office... um, when I saw these numbers, I was shocked. I don't know if you've uh, seen any numbers, Jess, but like, so on its opening weekend, the film grossed at $52,000. That seems like nothing. Yeah, that's nothing. 
Yeah, okay. I thought you were saying that as like, oh, it's it's a massive number. But 50, no, that's, that's nothing. nothing. Yeah, and okay, it was yeah, from, no. from $50,000 from 30 theaters. So it ran into 30, it ran in 30 theaters, it's opening weekend, and it only made $50,000, which is horrible. Um, that's not good. Yeah, film grossed at 200k in US and grossed between 5 and 5.3 million dollars outside of the US. Keep in mind, so the budget for the movie was 5 million dollars and it kind of kind of broke even, but you know with the amount of like marketing like uh, marketing uh, that goes in there, you know, like other types of financial access that goes into that, I think not even. So they kind of pretty much lost money on the movie. It seems like it. But yeah, weird. Um, so genre-wise, so this is a horror. So from Rotten Tomatoes, it says it's a horror. IMDb says it's a horror comedy, which um, once again, I think like IMDb is more on the on the dot with the um, genre. It's 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 interesting. Like every like we've done two podcasts so far so that's like four this would be the fifth movie slash show that we're doing and i've noticed a pattern that so far imdb like with their genres they're much closer aligned to what towards like what the actual genre of the movie is mm-hmm. but yeah the movie was written and directed by a guy named eli craig uh i looked him up doesn't seem like he's done anything Outside of this movie, this was probably his best movie okay. uh, show ever made. I saw on his IMDb page, I saw like it was Zombieland. I'm like, oh, is that the guy? Yeah, so I was like, huh, this is the guy who made Zombieland? I was like, okay, I kind of see that. And then I clicked into it and it turns out it's a Zombieland TV series. It's not the movie. Oh. It's not, yeah, yeah, it's not that movie, which you're probably thinking of. Uh-huh. Um, so I clicked into it. It's a, apparently it's a TV show based on the movie with the same name. So pretty much like it's not a continuing story, but it's kind of like based loosely on it. Okay. So I watched the trailer, and oh my god, the trailer was absolutely shit. Oh. It was a horrible okay, trailer. Okay, so I'm not yeah, watching like, it. <laughs> yeah, don't. So the graphics were like so outdated, and the main characters in the in the trailer that they showed, they're kind of like they picked something similar. To the movie, but yeah, it's nowhere close. So yeah, I'm not gonna watch it. I don't think you should watch it, and I don't think our listeners should be watching it as well. No, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. So as to where I watched it, so I'm, actually I bought the movie, um, so I couldn't find it anywhere to stream it here for free. No. Actually, yeah, you could stream it on one, but it was like a service I would have to pay like ten dollars for a month. But then I saw. Like, if I rented, it was $5 for rent, and it's like $10 to buy the movie. So I just ended up buying the movie. I think it was the um, same here. I had to rent it. Like, I could rent it on many streaming platforms. I think I could rent it on Apple TV, Amazon, a few others. It was around £4. Mm. So I don't know what that is in Australian dollars, because no one would know that. Um <laughs> Like, what is a pound in Australian dollars? Uh, I, I would guess, uh, you said four, so maybe Around, I think it was 359 something. Yeah, I would say probably 10, 10, maybe 10 Australian dollars. Okay, that's a weird conversion rate. 
Mm. Um, it's just a guess, but yeah. Let's, let's go with 10. So something similar. Okay, let's say it was 10 Australian dollars <laughs> for those of you who live in Australia. Um, so it wasn't expensive though, because sometimes some movies that you want to rent, they might be a lot more, and then I'd rather buy the Blu-ray at that point. But this one was all right. All right. So the reason, I guess, why I picked this movie. So I can't really remember exactly how I found out about this movie because I mean at this point like I said it's a 13 year old movie Mm -hmm. I can't really remember how exactly I found out about that movie but I remember getting a pirate version of it from one of my friends and it was a dub it was actually a dubbed version in Ukrainian and it was even in Ukrainian dubbed Ukrainian it was pretty funny so sometime later, I rewatched the the movie in English, and it was just as good. But yeah, it was like you know, um, it was over ten years ago, and I've and probably since then I've watched it probably once. I don't know, maybe like five years ago or so. And then when it came to you know like giving you the homework, I don't know why it just suddenly like came to me, just. Out of nowhere, it came to me. I was like, okay, this would be a good pick. I haven't watched that movie. I wasn't sure if you watched it. I thought maybe, maybe at some point when we were in China, maybe we talked about that. So maybe you watched it. I was like, okay, this this is a, a good movie. This is a funny slash scary movie. And I was like, okay, this is, this is, this is it. So yeah, this is kind of like how I, how and why I picked it. China didn't expect you to pick it because yeah. I hadn't thought about that movie in forever. But when you did pick it, I thought that's right up Dima's alley. That's something <laughs> because of the movies you've picked so far. This is exactly the type of movie he likes. Um, yeah, so it wasn't like a surprising pick, but I hadn't thought about Tucker and Dale for so, so long. It was like, oh, I will watch it again, I guess. <laughs> Because I hadn't seen it since the first time I had watched it, which must have been back when it came out, I want to say. Mm. So like a while ago. Yeah. So what do you think of the movie? If you if you haven't watched it in a while, right? And you rewatched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think... Was it just as good as you watched it the first time? It's hard to answer that because I think I have more keys now to understand the different parodies in the movie so uh, like obviously this movie parodies a lot of horror movies a lot of horror movie tropes a specific type like the slasher tropes Um, and I think when I first watched this movie I hadn't necessarily seen all of the horror movies from which you know it drew inspiration so but I think I found it less not less funny. I think this second time around, I think a li- some of the jokes fell a bit more flat to me just because I thought the type of humor sometimes went a bit too far in the in the style of humor I don't like. But I still really enjoyed how it makes fun of all of the horror movie cliches. Yeah, It's very easy to watch this movie and to see, oh, they're making fun of Deliverance. They're making fun of you know, Evil Dead and all of these other ones, Wrong Turn, Chainsaw Massacre, all of them you see in the movie. And that is something at the time I don't think I had understood to this extent. Um, But at the time, I remember thinking it was really funny. 
and it wasn't because it starts off and I think I saw it not knowing it was a comedy so <laughs> when the, the shit hits the fan so to say um like oh it's actually a fun movie it's not it's a horror movie but it's funny and it's it's not really a horror movie because you're not worried about the characters they're so fucking dumb <laughs> you just want them to die <laughs> like um what is going on and yeah so it's hard to say like i feel like i liked it less for the some of the jokes like some of the jokes i felt were a bit I don't know, a bit crass. But I love, love, love how they make fun of all the horror movies uh, that we all know. The classics. Yeah, yeah. So for those who don't know, yeah, it's pretty much like a, a teens in a wood horror flicks, you know, but with lots of twists. It is a comedy, which you, like, yeah. like you said, like if you don't, if you don't go into it, not thinking that it is a comedy... Then, like, a few minutes into it, because it starts off not as a comedy. Oh, and you think it's a horror movie? Yeah, it starts off with, like, the music, the the first scene, like, the opening scene, then those, you know, the, the college students uh, in a car, you know, those Tucker and Dale passing them by, it's like that, you know, like, those scenes, and it's just so funny. And it's, like, only at the, I think, at the gas station, when you realize, it's like, something's not right about this movie. It's like... The hillbilly seemed fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first time, so like when they enter the the petrol station, everybody looks at yeah. them like like in those horror movies with hillbillies yeah. that are proper inbred and don't. And so they look at the teenagers with this blank stare, and you're like, oh wow, they're gonna be proper killers. <laughs> and then and then Tucker and they'll get back to their truck, and they're just talking normally, and you're like, oh wait, so horrible to say this, but like they're normal. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the movie, like, uh, I think it's, in my mind, it's really, it's like over the top funny. It is really funny. It's very funny, you know, like, and it's kind of hard to say, because the deaths that are happening in the movie, they're very gruesome. You know, so they're like, gruesome. all yeah, so all those deaths are so gruesome, but they're so funny. And a lot of, you know, a lot of the comedy, a lot of the, comes from, actually from the dialogue. Like, some of those, like, dialogues that are happening in the movie. Like, I've tried, when I was watching this at this time, I was trying to um, record, like, I was, like, recording all the jokes. Like, they said something funny, and I was just, you know, like, laughing my ass off. And I was like, okay, pause. And I recorded it. And then again, so I pressed play and then it said something funny again. I was like, okay, pause. And I recorded it again because I wanted to, you know, like remember this. And then I was just like, I just ended up playing like pause play, pause play. I was like, okay, this is not how you should watch a movie. So I was like, okay. This is not going to work. Yeah. So I just played it and yeah, just, you know, enjoyed the movie. I did much, kind of like yeah. what you did. I took notes, but like with a pen and paper. So it's quiet. And like every other note or so it's like chad is the dickhead chad is the worst <laughs> chad is the fucking worst <laughs> he's such a horrible like character but obviously it's meant to be i think it's kind of meant to be his origin story as well kind of like mm. um what's the guy the villain in batman who's got half a face burnt off isn't it two-face isn't it two-face yeah yeah I feel like at the end, it was like, oh, it's like, because half his face is burnt off. 
and he's mm. such a horrible, horrible guy. And it takes for the entirety of the movie for him to realize that he's half hillbilly, which that made me mm. laugh. Chad, you're half hillbilly. And he's like, oh no. As if that was like the most horrible <laughs> thing to say to someone. <laughs> but also at the beginning, there's something that just, it, it just was, I was pissing myself. He, they're like camping around the campfire and they Obviously, what they do in those movies, they're going to tell a horror story to scare everybody else, mm. right? And Chad tells his story about the massacre that took place in those woods, blah, blah, blah. And then he hits a joint. And the second after, he takes his asthma medication to take a hit <laughs> of that. It's just like, this is perfect. In like this one shot, I know exactly what kind of guy that Chad is. <laughs> what an asshole. Um, but all the characters, I think the teenagers are hilarious the way they are mm. extremely cliche. Like there's this one bimbo who's yeah. got heels running and then she's always chain smoking, which uh, ultimately is going to be her downfall. Smoking next to fucking gas. <laughs> What's going on? Um, but then the, the, and the main girl as well, like the one that basically is going to get injured in the lake and then Tucker and Dale they take her to mm. their cabin to try and like save her but obviously her friends they think that Tucker and Dale kidnapped her anyways um she's also super like they give her clothes so that she has new clothes because she was swimming so like they took her she was in a bathing suit and they gave her a massive like sh a man's shirt and jeans and at some point she comes out of the cabin and she's like rolled all the clothes up and down and tight so that she looks super slutty and I was like what, what the fuck why would you do that oh the whole thing like I think the teenagers are really good uh I just like the way they were written it is hilarious and I think from the get-go you can tell it's going to be an, a comedy when they are in the car because you can already see like they are too far into a specific category you've got the blonde bimbo stupid with the, the all the pink clothes and she's chain smoking mm. for no reason chad looks like the alpha male but something's off with chad yeah. um yeah, yeah, it's it's that first scene. Now, when when they're in a, in a car, you know, it's like it feels like one of those, you know, like teenagers in the woods, like you know, something scary is gonna happen. And then I think uh, there's this line with the girl in, in the trunk, kind of in the back seat, jumps out, and she's like, "Hey guys, we forgot the beer." Yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of like that moment, like the way she said it. I remember the the sound of music that played. It felt very like scary movie. Uh, it's you know, like the, a spoof. Yeah. You know that it's okay. It's yeah. a joke. Yeah. Um, they pass Tucker and Dale in the truck, and they just again blank stare, look at them, and you 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 think like in the no not in a normal, but in a horror movie, them too, yeah, would be the killers, but they're just fucking idiots, aren't they? They're, it's not like yeah. they're just stupid. Yeah. So and I think like the the movie. You know, it excels in both, like, physical comedy, mm -hmm. which is, like, you know, that chainsaw uh, scene, for example. You know, when, the, when they, uh, the guy starts running with a chainsaw because of the bees, and then the, one of the teenagers is running <laughs> next to him. You watch that and you're like, oh, Chainsaw Massacre. That's, like, a parody of, of Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. And there's many moments like that where you can, you can tell the director and the writer... 
loved horror movies and wanted to give a homage sort of but just yeah, turn it yeah. into a funny comedy but that scene where he yeah where, where he runs with the chainsaw and then that moment when they you know the cam- camera like captures when they look at each other and like both of them don't understand what's happening because the teenager thought that he was like the guy was chasing him with a chainsaw but he was just chasing running bees. from the bees <laughs> And then after they noticed, like Tucker and Dale, after they noticed that a bunch of teenagers have died on their property, their thinking is, oh, they probably have made a suicide pact. That, yeah, yeah, that's what that is what <laughs> explains this whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so it's both, yeah, so it's like both, I think, it's both like the physical comedy when, you know, like the, the chainsaw scene and the like verbal, you know, like when the police, the police officer came and they're like uh, trying to explain the situation to the police officer with like holding the, half of the guy by his, uh, by his legs. Oh my God, that was just so funny. God, that was, that was gruesome, that one. Oh, even when they buy, so like they came, they come to the property that, is it Tucker that bought it, or is it Dale? I keep confusing the names. Uh, I think it's uh, I think it's Tucker. Okay. Uh, no, Tucker's the main main guy, so it's Dale. Isn't Dale the fat one? I don't know. See, I, I saw it there two days ago, and I'm like, I don't know who is who. No. Um, except for Chad, I remember Chad. <laughs> yeah, well, he will never. They buy the cabin. They they're like, oh, it's beautiful. It looks like a garage shed is just falling apart but they go in yeah but for 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 a hillbilly who knows like because he said oh uh, yeah no okay fine maybe it's a fixer upper (laughs) they go in and they find clippings of like all these weird murders that are taking place in the woods and like it's they're just like oh this guy like book scrapping sure and then they take a wrong step and like some kind of like part of the ceiling falls with like it's like a trap with like nails and that comes really close to their to their faces and they're just like, oh, it is really falling apart. At no point do they think, I guess the person who lived here maybe was a murderer. No, no, never cross their mind. They're just yeah. like, ah, oh, this cabin is falling apart. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's that, it's cut, it's how the, the police officer died, right? Because he got like yeah. nailed to the head with the board and then it's like Dale's like, how is he even walking right now? And, you know, like, the I think Tucker said, like, he looks like he's going to walk it off. He's going to be fine. <laughs> at some point, I think that's what's funny in this movie, because at no point do you care about the teenagers. So if they die, you are not sad. So it became a game of who is going to die and how and how creative the, the death is going to be, because it was pretty entertaining. Like, some... There's two guys who get impaled on stuff. Uh, one just gets impaled running through the woods, which was a bit silly, but okay. Then I guess they all burn in the house. Yeah, that, that was the, the guy with the chainsaw. That, that's chainsaw yeah, scene where and they're, they're like running. both running. And then there's a guy who jumps head, head first in a wood chipper. <laughs> just like, <laughs> oh God, no. And then there's the girl who gets her face kind of taken off by like a little... How do you call these things? A hedge trimmer or something. So like the black guy comes in the house. They like <laughs> they're drinking tea with Chad, and so, that's also that scene. They, mm. So Chad is in the house with Tucker and Dale and Allison, who's the girl that has been like saved by Tucker and Dale, and they all think Allison has been kidnapped, but she's not been. Anyways, 
and they're all drinking tea and talking about their feelings in the house. And then two of the teenagers, the black guy and the girl that's chain smoking. The, the blonde. Yeah. yeah, the blonde idiot. They come to the window and she's like, oh, they're drinking tea. I love tea. And he's like, well, obviously not. It's like a, a hostage situation or something. It's like, <laughs> at so many points in this movie, if they had not been so dumb, this all could have been avoided. Anyways, and then the girl with the brown hair, I don't even think she has a name because I don't remember any of the teenagers' names except for Chad and Allison. I don't even think they have names. Mm. That's how little we care about them. And that's why I kind of like, you know, like the whole, you know, Tucker and Dale, like they're so, like the actors, they're so believable. Like they're very believable. They're like charming, you know, like innocent guys. And you kind of like, you kind of like care about the story, you know, like you kind of, you know, you feel bad for them because all they wanted to do is go to the cabin, you know, drink some beer, do some fishing and then fix fix up the cabin. His cabin, like when it explodes, I was like, come on, his vacation home. That was really upset. But I, I never cared for the teenagers. I just didn't care if they survived or not. Yeah. Uh, and I think the the movie wants this, like you're not supposed to care, they're just idiots, expendable idiots yeah. that are gonna die gruesome deaths. But it's cool. Yeah. So some interesting facts actually about the movie. So <clears throat> the writers came up with two scenes long before they had the characters even. Uh or like majority of the plot. Uh so these two scenes was like one of them was the chainsaw scene with the bees and the other one was the chipper scene so yeah really yeah so those two scenes were like made before that like the majority but and then both of those two both of those scenes are so funny yeah they are um yeah so then the design actually the design for tucker and dale's cabin was based on both evil dead and wrong turn so yeah, yeah, yeah. So the director showed their uh, production designer the pictures of both and kind of asked them to come up with something of a hybrid, um, which kind of they did. And it looks like the cabin looks, I think it looks fantastic. Well, the cabin makes you think evil dead, of course. Yeah. And then the hillbillies, wrong turn, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it's so mean to say that. Sorry, I don't want to offend um, hillbillies. <laughs> For all those hillbillies listening, we're sorry. But yeah, uh, actually, like on the DVD, uh, uh, there's a, apparently a bonus feature that allows you to watch the film from college students' point of view, um, complete with Tucker and Dale as a complete psychopaths. It's so like a different movie. Yeah, so it plays like more closer to the typical, you know, the slasher film. So, which is so su- the, they filmed two movies? Apparently, I don't know how long is it. I don't think it's a whole movie, so it could be like just a oh okay, um, like a few scenes, maybe like a fifteen, like something short, you know. But apparently, there is. I couldn't find it on the internet, so maybe somewhere no. on like some pirated site is. But it's interesting to know that there's a you know yeah there's that uh, so maybe at some point um, yeah. And yeah, the last sort of interesting fact that at some point they actually were considering doing a um, a sequel. Okay. To the movie, uh, yeah, and 
it came about several times, but like the last sort of no came in about 2017 when one of the um, main actors was asked uh, about so what's happening, what's happening. And so they said that they've had like the final script and the final script wasn't, you know, good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kind of kind of give up on the whole show and, and it kind of like... Maybe it was a good thing because you don't want, you know, one of those sequels to be a shit sequel. No. You know, when you have like a, because they put like a, like the stand, like the bar was so high because there's never been, I don't think like in my memory, there's never been like a horror comedy that good that made me laugh. Like, you know, so many, so many quotes, so many like those taglines, so many like scenes. It's just so funny. Um, so yeah, so maybe like if there's no good enough script, it it maybe it was, it was a good thing that the the actors kind of refused um, doing it. Yeah. yeah, I think. Um, so I feel like now, if you wanted to do like a horror parody again with Tucker and Dale as the IP, I think you could do something good using what's been popular recently as like this new elevated, and I'm putting air quotes around that horror style. Because at the time when they made this movie, obviously what was really popular was all these slashes with teenagers, etc. But I feel like nowadays you have other genres of mm. horror and that could be turned into parody. But it'd have to be a really good script. Like I wouldn't like something that is just taking the audience for idiots. That's not fun. That's what I like here. It's yeah. not like they are taking everything for granted they do work the script is good uh cinematography is good as well like it's not like you're watching some something filmed on an iphone at all it's quite good yeah but i think you could do something different nowadays because there's been movies that have been popularized that at the time didn't exist didn't exist at all Mm. but i do understand that the actors now would be too old to kind of go back to a project like that so you'd have to switch gears maybe uh, don't know. Okay, let me ask you a few questions. So, uh, what's your favorite death? Oh, in the uh, yeah, in the movie. No, in general, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> in life. Um, oh, my favorite one. I for me, I think it's a uh, execo between. So I love the woodchipper one because it's just so fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> literally jumps in it. Um, but I also like the one where, because it's also so stupid, but I like the fact that the blonde girl is like so scared or so nervous because of everything that's been happening that she has to smoke that cigarette next Mm. to the gas canisters (laughs) and there's already fire in the cabin. And I just thought, okay, but you deserve to die at this point. You're so (laughs) stupid. So I love them too, but I think the wood chipper just because it's so gory yeah. and and you yeah and then they have to dig the ba- the body half the body out. Yeah, for me it's the same the the wood chipper like that guy like trips and falls head first and then I think I think it was like they like pulling him pulling him out. He's like hey, are you? and I'm like he's dead. He's dead. Yeah, his head is gone. Just leave it. Yeah, yeah. He's like pulling him out. He's like hey, are you okay in there? Like. Yeah. yeah. It was just too funny. Too funny. Yeah. Um, they are good deaths. Okay. Oh, um so. Yeah. Most of the deaths are good. Am I dreaming? Or doesn't the movie start with like a journalist um investigating and so mm-hmm. she's in the house with a cameraman and then 
they get killed and we see a face coming out of the shadows mm -hmm. and that's Chad, right? Yeah. So he doesn't die at the end. It appears so. Okay. Because yeah. I was going to say he actually doesn't, but that's why I'm thinking the, the entire movie is basically the origin story of Chad as like this hillbilly murderer. Half hillbilly. Half hillbilly, okay. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, you half hillbilly. Oh God, <laughs> so fucking stupid. And they're like, oh, let's make tea and talk it out. And it's like, oh, I hope it's not chamomile. I don't like chamomile. Tea. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Another question. Um, so why do you think, again, a movie, like, you look, you watch the movie, you then look at the, at the you know, critic score, audience score, amazing scores like Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb's, all these websites. Mm -hmm. um, the movie is good, but it flopped again. So last time we talked about Faculty, which... It's crazy. Uh, which, you know, not first, not many people knew about Faculty. And then... And then even those who kind of watched it, they, they, you know, it was like, again, the box office was horrible. Not many people watch it. And it, it's exactly the same situation with this movie. You know, like everything is good about it. But not, again, not many people know about it. And for some reason, it didn't do well. It's crazy. Okay, do so you, why think do you think it's because it maybe it was too spoofy? Maybe people felt like they wanted to see a specific type of movie that being a slasher or like a horror movie and then it ended up being a comedy and they thought well i don't like this that's not what i want and therefore turned their, their back on the movie i don't know i feel like because like i said when i watched it i didn't know it was a comedy so i feel maybe the marketing didn't insist on the fact that it was meant to be a funny movie and maybe people get really disappointed when they paid for like cinema tickets they went to see it and it was oh it's not a slasher wait it is but it isn't a slasher and so they told their friends don't go see that i don't know yeah but even then it's it's not like okay you get disappointed it's not a, but it's still a good movie it's funny like um, yeah but maybe they targeted the wrong audience i don't know even the death yeah but okay yeah. so if you market it as a comedy maybe the people who will come and see it will like it but if you market it as a horror movie and i don't know if they did that but if they did that people who want to see a horror movie will not oh, but then i'm saying this and that's not true because people who liked horror movies would have gone and seen all these little nods to horror movies such as yeah. chainsaw massacre and deliverance Especially Deliverance, like they mentioned it a few times in it. Um, so yeah, I don't know why it didn't work. It, I thought it did. Because I thought at the time, my friends like told me, oh, you have to watch it, it's so good. So I'm surprised that uh, you said it didn't really work at all. Yeah. When I saw the numbers, I was like, wow, that is horrible. Yeah. It's probably the worst numbers of it, like $50,000 in like a week, opening weekend, 30 cinemas. It's crazy. Okay, but now it is known. Like, a lot of people now like this movie. So it's like it found a second life, if you will, after a little mm. time. And it's not like... Ugh, I want to say a cult movie. I don't know if it's a cult, like... I think I, I would call it, like, yeah... Or mm, well, like a classic. classic. It's not a classic, but... Uh, but I don't know. Well, hopefully, hopefully, you know, like those people who either listen to this podcast or at least maybe saw the... Um, you know, one of the, the socials, the poster, the something would like those who haven't seen it at least got curious by the poster, and mm -hmm. maybe they will see it because yeah, the movie definitely I think it deserves 
at least one watch. Yeah, it, it is worth a watch. And there is a story. It's not just a bunch of jokes. There is a point A and a point B and, a, you know, the yeah. story has a re resolution. It's worth watching, but it's so funny. I don't know why you wouldn't want to watch it. Although, yeah. not a comedy you want to watch with little children, I would say, yeah. because <laughs> the, the deaths are very gruesome. But Yeah, yeah. and that's and, and the R rating. Right. Okay, but then um, maybe you... that's where they went wrong. Because how do you market a comedy that teenagers can't go and see in the cinema? Because this clearly the target audience is like teens, right? It's not well, well, not really, but also teens. Yeah. And in America, they can't go and watch this movie by themselves, and the parents might not want to take them because it's rated R. Yeah, but I think well, there's plenty of like good R-rated movies that that do well. Are they comedies? Okay, uh, Deadpool. Deadpool is not rated R, is it? R-rated. Oh, I guess so, because there's is. a lot of gory things. Ah, oh, but yeah. I don't like Deadpool. It's not good. You don't like Deadpool? Okay, maybe I should make you watch it. I, 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 okay, the first one the first one is okay. The second one, I just think, was an absolute joke of a film. Uh, well, first one, yeah, the first, I agree. The first one was much better, but yeah. Okay. I think you're comparing apples and oranges because I think Deadpool is an IP on its own. People know who Deadpool is based on the comics. Yeah. And also they cast Ryan Reynolds. So it was like a double win. I think Tucker and Dale was like an original project. So those are tricky. You need to market them properly. The R rating is justified because of the, the yeah. gore and the deaths. But at the same time, you are alienating part of your audience there because they can't go and watch yeah, it. But I think, I think <clears throat> it had to be R rating. Like, I think if it, oh, yeah. Yeah, it had to be. Like, I, th I don't think if they made it a PG-13 with that one, I don't think it would have worked. No. Um, well, I don't think we would have yeah. liked it. Like, we like the fact that the gore is gory and the, the fun is yeah, funny, exactly. to put it simply. I want both of these things. I just actually searched for it because I was very curious to know. Scary movie. Apparently, Hate that apparently movie. scary movies are rated as well. I don't even remember it. Uh, is it gory? I guess it's kind of... I mean, the kills, yeah. There were uh, deaths, right? Um, but I, I didn't think it was R-rated. Interesting. At least according to IMDb, I don't know. But then again, yeah. So overall, look, uh, I think it's a very good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, I think it's a great movie. Yeah, it's funny. It and it did win some awards, so oh, like, did it? I'm happy that I know. Yeah, it actually won a few, quite a few awards. Uh, best film, audience award, uh, best first feature film. Yeah, so there was a, a few that was like nominated, and yeah. then they also won, like best screenplay. Um, yeah, so there's been like a bunch of nominations, a bunch of wins. But yeah, it's just a shame that uh, it didn't do as well as, and not many people watched it. Did you actually watch it? Did you watch it on your own? Yes, I did, because I had no time to wait for Dave to be free an evening and watch a movie with me. So, uh, but th th has he watched it before? I don't know. I don't think so, because I asked him and... He just didn't say, oh, yeah, it was good. No, I feel like he didn't know this movie at all. Mm. And I said I would wait for him. Actually, I told him, let's watch it when we are traveling because mm. we went to Belgium because we didn't have Wi-Fi or mm. telly where we were staying. And I was like, I'll take my computer with mm. 
not a pirated version <laughs> of this movie. And we never watched it because we just, it was a busy trip, to be yeah. fair. Um, so yeah, I watched it by myself. But I'm sure he would like it because, again, I think it's smart enough that it pays homage to those other movies, like the horror movies. And the script is good. It's well written. Like, it's entertaining. I don't think... I don't like scary movie, for example. I don't think the humor in that is funny to me, personally. I don't like it. I think here, though, I find a lot more to love about or with. Um, yeah. Because I do not like jokes about, like, oh, he's got a big penis, I have a small penis. <laughs> I do not find that funny. And I feel like, for me, scary movie is just those kind of jokes all the time. And I, it's not for me. Whereas this one is just funny. And it's even funnier when you know the movies they are making fun of. I think that's always the case with any parody movies. Yeah, you, you have to, you have to, I think, to like the movie, to like the parody movie, you have to... First of all, you have to know all the movies that they're parodying. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, a lot of jokes, a lot of scenes, you're just not going to get. So, yeah. It, it kinda... Yeah, but that was my point earlier. I feel like when I first watched it, I didn't necessarily know all these other movies it was, mm. you know, paying homage to. But I still found Tucker and Dale funny on its own just because, well, because the teenagers are so dumb. And soon enough, you realize, oh, we're not supposed to care for them. They're just idiots. Like the plot on its own is funny enough, mm. but it's even funnier once you know, oh, okay, well, I see it. That's Friday the 13th and mm. that's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Deliverance, Wrong Turn. You see all of them and that's really funny. Yeah. But I think you can have two readings of this movie if you will one where you don't know the references and then the other one where you know them and it's even better yeah well i agree with you i think the movie works good both as a standalone and as a parody Yeah. And I think it's a beauty. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well... What movies did you... So when we say like he parodies movies, which ones did you uh, notice it was par like making fun uh, of or paying homage to? I think the first time it was it was uh, Wrong Turn. And okay. Yeah. Wrong Turn, Cabin in the Woods. Because I think I've seen... Evil Dead, Ch uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, after, actually, I've seen the movie. Yeah, but I've seen Wrong Turn and I've seen Cabin in the Woods before. Okay. I feel like there was also a side of Friday the 13th. Just for me, the fact that they were camping in the woods and telling horror stories, mm. they do that in every single Friday the... Th oh, kind of every single Friday the 13th. Not the one in space or not <laughs> the one in hell. But... At the beginning, it was like these teenagers in the woods and they were saying crazy and scary stories and then they died. But yeah, the one thing it was kind of funny that they didn't parody was like the fact that in those slashers, there are rules. And one of the rules is if you smoke weed, you're going to die. If you have sex, you're going to die, etc. And in this movie, there was never a time where characters, I think they could have done a scene where they, where two characters were too busy having sex and then later on they died. But it wouldn't make sense because here there's not like a killer lose. However, it's like one of those horror tropes that you could parody easily. Mm. But yeah, it wasn't like I was like, oh, why are they not having sex? <laughs> <laughs> but like thinking back, I'm like, they do the thing with the the, the smoking the joints and because Chad does. It doesn't die though, to be fair. It does not die. What a dickhead. Yeah. It was cold, though. 
I really enjoyed it watching it again, and I made many many notes. Yeah, me too. Like I said, I've 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 started. I've I've when I started watching the movie, there was a lot of notes. I was like recording every single funny quote or every single funny moment, and I was, and then I was just okay. This is not how you're supposed to watch a movie. And I was just, no. Okay, let me just let me just enjoy it, and um, yeah, but it's good. So, what would you give? Like um, out of would, yeah, out of ten. Let's go out of ten. Okay, so on the IMDb, it's at seven point five, and I think I would give it a seven point five. To be honest, I wouldn't give it an eight. Um, I think there are jokes that don't land well enough with me that are a bit too silly. So therefore, I will deduct a few points, and uh, it's going to be uh, seven point uh, five. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably stick with 7.5 as well i might give it yeah okay I'll, i'll go with an eight i'll go with an eight because i think majority of stuff stick with so yeah that's very generous of you i feel generous if you I... give this an eight how much did you give uh the thing we did last time with the aliens faculty how much uh, was that good question i guess you have to re-listen to it because for me this one isn't as good uh than the fa- i prefer the faculty to tucker and dale But that's a personal thing. Two, two different, yeah. Yeah, they are different, like, but two movies that are different could have an equally good score or equally bad score. So, I'd still give like, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give this one an eight. Yeah. I'll be a bit more generous than you, and I'll give it an okay. eight. Okay, so I guess we move on to beef then. My one. Yeah. Amy, are you okay? I've been hustling my whole life. And look where it's gotten me. Let's make it stop. What is your problem? What? Let's get uh, started talking about beef then. Let's go. Okay, so Beef wasn't a movie, it was a series. Uh, it's available on Netflix. And basically, it tells the story of two people who are going to get involved into like a road rage incident. But both of them can't let that go and things are going to escalate and escalate and escalate, basically. Um, it was written by... Lee Sung Jin, I'm hoping I'm saying this right. What's interesting is that both uh, the the cast, but also writers and the directors, I don't know if you've noticed, but like I think a lot of the episodes were directed by different people. I think there were returning directors, but like most of them were Asian, is what I'm saying. So it's mostly an Asian cast and behind production as well is Asian or of Asian descent. Um, as far as the cast, we've got Stephen Yeun. A lot of people might know him from The Walking Dead. I think that's where I knew him from because I haven't seen him in Minari, but I've seen him in Nope uh, as well, that he was recently in. Uh, Ali Wong, she's known mainly for stand-up comedy, I think, but she's done a few movies that I've seen. And one of them, it's called Always Be My Maybe. And in that movie, she dates Keanu Reeves, who plays himself. <laughs> I love that movie. 
Um, and then there's Joseph Lee, who plays uh, George Nakai, so like the husband, Ali Wong's husband, Young Mazzino, who plays Paul Cho, Cho, Cho who's the brother of uh, Stephen Young's character. There is Ashley Park, and she's known from uh, for Emily in Paris. I don't know if you watched this. I also don't know why I say Paris when I know you say Paris. <laughs> I don't know why you say Paris. <laughs> it's like a very mixed... I don't know. So Emily in Paris. Um, and then Maria Bello, who I think is like almost the only member of cast that is not Asian, and she plays... Jordan, who's like a millionaire or billionaire, whatever. Um, in terms of production, so the idea for Beef was sparked by the writer's, uh, his own road rage incident, basically, in Los Angeles. Um, and he, of course, didn't go that far. It didn't escalate. But in his mind, it was like, what would happen if someone couldn't let such not a simple thing but such an incident go and so that's when he decided to write this to, so the writer wanted to to show the show to last at least three seasons i don't know if that's going to happen or not but he said there were a lot of ideas to keep the story going and he wanted the show to at least have a season 2 because he thinks there's a lot of ways for the main characters, so Danny and Amy, to continue. We will see. I don't know if there's going to be a season two. Well, let, let me ask you. I mean, we can talk about this later, but, like, do you want there to be a season two? I don't think it needs a season two, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, But I know that if there is a season two, I would watch it because... I would be intrigued and I think I'm just going to say it now I really loved this show so for me if they can keep they can keep the quality of this first season and do a second season I would be intrigued and interested to see what they could do Yeah, but we will see I don't know It's but I know it's done well it's been well received critically speaking so I think Netflix they're always throwing money at projects anyways. Why not throw money at someone who's actually made something decent? You know, that wouldn't be the worst thing. Yeah, and, that, and that's kind of, like, interesting because, um, yeah, like, if you look at the director, right, and you look at his IMDb page, like, what has he done before? And there wasn't anything, you know, like, that stands out to me. Uh, um you know, he wrote, like, uh, an episode for, like, Silicon Valley or, like, Two Broke Girls. Yeah. You know, like, there's nothing. And then, like, out of kind of, like, nowhere, like, such a big show. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, I think this is his big break. Yeah, I like, think I so, think too. this show is definitely his big, big break. And, like, good luck. Because the show was good. You know, so I would be definitely interested to see, like, more stuff that's... If there were. That he's, yeah, that he's going to make. It, it doesn't have to be even this show. Like, it doesn't have to be a season two of this, but, like... Yeah, I agree with that. Something that he, like, what's, what's next that he's going to do, you know? If it's going to live up, but... but if yeah. you write something else, um, I would definitely be on the lookout for it. Because, yeah, I really enjoyed this first, you know, big break kind of thing. Unfortunately, there was a bit of controversy surrounding the the show um, because of the actor David Show, 
who in Beef plays the uncle. So Stephen Young's character, Danny, uh, his uncle, who in the show plays like this guy who was in prison. I forgot what it was for. To be honest, full disclosure, I've uh, watched this show at least three months ago when it came out. Haven't had time to watch it again. Therefore, <laughs> some of the details are going to elude me. But <laughs> so basically the guy who plays the uncle, who's not a great guy in the show. Well, Isaac, he, Isaac, that's right. Um, he used to have a podcast and on a podcast, one of his you know episodes, he said something pretty derogatory about women. Something about an interaction that he had with a masseuse and he kind of basically coerced the woman into a non-consensual sex act. But that's the story that he said on the show, which is not a great story. Obviously, there was some backlash. And after <laughs> the episode aired, Cho then released a statement saying that he was not a rapist and that the story was only used to provoke a reaction and was not a representation of who he is. Uh, he said, like, I'm an artist and a storyteller, and so that's part of my art, which, sorry, no, I don't agree with this. Um, and then in 2017, he was, com so this was in 2014, and in 2017, he was commissioned to do a street art project because he's like a visual artist. And that resulted in protests and he had to make again to make a statement saying that he was truly sorry for the negative words and you know but so when he was cast for the show obviously people had a lot to say um they weren't happy with him being cast and i think the writer lee sun jin as well as like the lead so ali wong and steven yen are Acknowledging the controversy, but they also advised that it was a story that David Shaw fabricated nine years ago, and it's sure hurtful and disturbing, but and they don't condone this story. But he has apologized, and therefore he should be able to learn for his from his mistakes. I don't know where I stand on this. I I don't like we don't know whether he made up that story or whether the story was true, but at the same time telling such a story just to exact reactions is not a great move, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, so there was this controversy surrounding the show. I don't know where you stand on that. Uh, is there a question? Well, just like, do you think that you should have been cast, basically? Or do you understand that people I... would be upset? Yeah, I mean, I understand why people would be, like, upset. Because I agree with you. Like, I think saying shit like that just to say it just to get a reaction it's it's just like it's just stupid well harmful as well but but then again like in terms of like casting i mean if he's a great actor it's like like why wouldn't you want like i don't know like is this like this cancel well i think the line that we draw in the sand is that if he had been convicted for rape, yeah, I probably don't yeah, think he would it. have been cast, right? Yeah. But so his story basically is saying that he kind of raped someone, but then later on said, no, it's not true. It's a lie. Um, I don't know where I stand on the fact that because he apologized and said it was not true, or therefore we forgive and forget. I don't like that. 
but oh, we don't have to forget like we, we don't have to like forgive and well, forget but if I you think, don't like, forget it, then you but, don't cast him in the show i think but he was cast and the the cast like the rest of the cast stood by him and by the decision to hire him uh so you know it is what it is he was in the show I think it taints a little bit my experience of the show. But then in the show, his character is also like an evil motherfucker. So mm. I guess, uh, yeah, it kind of matches. An interesting fact about the show is that, so basically the leads are Stephen Yeun as Danny Cho, who's like this guy, who's an unlucky guy. He's got this uh, construction business not going so well. He doesn't have a lot going for him in his life, let's say that. He doesn't have much money. He's trying to get his parents to move from Korea to the US, but he can't really afford to give them a house or anything. And on the other side of the spectrum, you've got Amy, who's played by Ali Wong, and she's fairly successful, has a beautiful house, a family. She's quite respected enough in her field, but... It kind of goes to show no matter where you're from, you know, you might have layers that are not so easily seen. So especially with Amy, I feel like her character is presented as like this very well-composed woman. And deep down, she's got this boiling anger that's going to surface following the incident with the road rage thing. Anyways, but then for her character, at first, they wanted to give the role to Stanley Tucci. But then they didn't, obviously, because it's Ali Wong. But I think it would have been a, a completely different show if it had been Stephen mm. Yeun versus Stanley Tucci. Uh, it could have been interesting. But I think the the writer were like, we abandoned the Stanley Tucci type very quickly because in the modern era, they wanted to talk about race. And there's so many other shows that do that very well. But he didn't have much interest or capabilities to write about that. And I think it means if he had opposed like a white person to an Asian person, then it becomes an, a whole different kind of worms that you're like opening. So the show addresses 10 real issues. Um, and you're going to let me know whether you agree with this or not. One of the issue being classism in the sense like the classes in society, right? Just because basically we all live in a society where the hierarchy of class is prevalent, saying that the higher up you are, you know, class-wise, probably the better your life is. So, and then you oppose two protagonists that are from different social backgrounds, basically, and see where that leads them. Um, and I think, and they said, like, Beef, the series, gives a whole new meaning to the phrase, when two worlds collide, in the sense that when two people from very different worlds collide and then it results in this absolute chaos that we see on screen. I don't know if you had picked up on that or not. I think it's fairly obvious though, because you you do see that Danny is definitely not from the same background that Amy is and they struggle with different things. Yeah, um, yeah um, I think it's like fairly obvious, right? That, that two people from different like backgrounds, social social economic background um, collide. But at the same time, I think it's very obvious that kind of no matter which background you are, like, mm -hmm. again, social economic wise, 
you struggle with a lot of times very similar shit. Yeah. Um, so basically, deep down, we're all ba- basically the same. Yeah. But at the same time, you're not. So for sure, Amy's character, she has facilities in life. She's not struggling with the same issues that Danny is. But when they do clash, when their worlds collide, it just boils down to their like deep primal anger that they both feel. And it all boils down to the same feelings, no matter where what world they were from to start with. Uh, I thought that was actually an interesting take because at first, when you see Danny's life, you feel a bit sad for him because nothing is working. He tried to kill himself with like hibashi grills, which I thought was hilarious. Not not <laughs> funny, haha, but like odd. And he fails as well. He tries to return them, doesn't have his receipt. And yeah, that's when his bad day starts and then he gets into this incident with her. The show also pokes fun at billionaires and that's the character I was talking about earlier. So Maria Bello's character, Jordan, Mm -hmm. she's basically this like ultra wealthy woman who's about to buy Amy's business, which I still don't understand what Amy's business was. She has like a nice plant store. I'm I'm confused. Yeah, I think she was like selling some artsy plants. Yeah, what the fuck Um, is that? (laughs) But okay. Um, and so the show pokes fun at the life of billionaires because that character, Jordan, is extremely absurd. Her house is insane. She has these completely eccentric dinners, like all around mushrooms or whatever. And she later said that she doesn't <laughs> even like mushrooms. And she just comes up at the, as this horrible woman that has no empathy or feelings. And then at some point, doesn't she get in a relationship with her brother's ex-wife or something something like that yeah and interestingly she's the only character that dies in the show so apparently people were saying the show had something to say about and she dies a very horrible gruesome death as well there's also obviously because the cast is mostly asian except for that one character the show pokes fun not pokes fun but like addresses the issue of cultural appropriation with Jordan's character and her obsession with foreign cultures and specifically cultures from Asia. And I don't know if you've noticed, but throughout the show, Amy calls her husband George at all times, but Jordan always calls him by his Japanese name. She never calls him George. And I thought that was an interesting tidbit. And at first I didn't know if it was to show that Amy just wanted to blend in so much that she didn't want to to be overly Asian. But then mm. I think it's more so that it was to make fun of white people coming in and trying to appropriate other cultures. And then, yeah, Jordan also marries an Asian woman and then ignores her. She ignores the, the feelings. Anyways, Jordan is not a great character in this show. We don't like her. It was actually very interesting. I, I didn't actually pick up on that, that, that she didn't call him George. But, yeah, she called um, him Goki. I forgot what she called him, but she called him his, uh, by his uh, Japanese name yeah. that no one else does. She's the only one who does it. Um, mm. And at first... But well, what, what did... What did his mom call him i think she never called him by his name right she would just i forgot maybe his mom yeah i forgot maybe she did call him maybe his mom did call him but then his mom would often speak japanese to him wouldn't she so but they also didn't did did they 
Don't they speak Japanese, actually. Uh, let's say they didn't. Maybe they did. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it really struck me, though, when Jordan... So in the same scene, you would have Amy, Jordan, and George. And Amy would talk to her husband, George, and call him George. But then Jordan, in the same scene, would talk to him and call mm. him by his Japanese name. And I thought that's very odd. But yeah. The show goes into, of course, capitalism, which you can see that from the get-go, especially... It's a story that centers around America, but I feel like capitalism uh, isn't always just in America. But the theme of capitalism is hard to ignore in America. And so with Jordan, for example, her wealth stems from her company and Amy start a business which caters to rich people. So there's a lot of examples in the show that show how capitalism drives our lives, like the characters' lives in the show. But of course, we can... You, you can just make the link and, th- and see how it affects our lives as well. Um, but the interesting thing about the way that Beef approaches this theme is that they use Danny's character to, tro- to show the effects of capitalism, basically, because he struggles with anything, just buying a house and running his business. And it shows how many or fewer opportunities you have for people that have less. And so... Basically, the motto would be those who thrive will thrive more instead of those who want will thri- uh, thrive, if that makes sense. So it, it basically kind of shows you that if you start with nothing, there are not many chances that you will end up with more. But if you have a lot, chances are you will get even more, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think you do see that because no matter what he does, uh, even though he tries to go the legal way about his business at first, it doesn't pick up, it doesn't get work. So it's only once he starts going the, let's say, the a bit less legal way and stealing from a church, etc. <laughs> at that point, he is able to buy that house or to build a house for his parents. So by scamming other people, then you will get all the wealth. But you won't, you won't succeed if you try to do it the, the, the right way or the, human, the humane way. So, yeah, but obviously that's a theme that we all know and understand. We don't need a show to show us that, but I thought it was smart in the way that it showed it to us. And even Amy at some point, she's so obsessed with selling her plant store business, whatever, that it takes over her life. She has zero relationship, almost zero, with her daughter. She doesn't have time. All she She's always busy with meetings and trying to please Jordan to get the paperwork going and just to sell her business. And in her head, it's like once I have all that money, because she's selling it for like a crazy amount, like millions. Mm-hmm. And in her head, it's like once I have that money, I will be happy because I will have a better house. I will have more time. I won't have to work. And she does get the money, and she's not happy, so... Well, part of her problem, she was, like, I think, like, she was trying to... Um, the reason why she was working that hard is, one, I think, at some point I mentioned that she didn't have much when she was growing up, and two, um, she was trying to please the, like, the mother-in-law. Yeah, yes, but at the same time, like... When the show starts, you would think that she should be happy already, right? She seems to have enough, but she wants more. So, yeah, and I feel like had she been content, she wouldn't have been involved in a road rage incident at all. She only 
was involved in that because she was stressed with like she says the meetings and the and this and that but the both of them I feel like but for him it's easier to understand why he is not happy with his life whereas for her I feel like it's harder to see but then you can tell like I think to be honest for me she was brilliant Ali Wong in this show because from the first scene you can tell that she is only pretending to be calm and she's got this mask on at all times and underneath that there's so much unresolved anger and so many deep feelings that she can't really deal with because like her husband is all about you know you have to be zen and just keep your little journals to write your feelings it's like he wouldn't tolerate for her to have like a tantrum so she has to bottle everything inside and I feel the way she acts you can see that just looking at her she doesn't even need to say anything just her face tells me anything I need to know about her character and I thought that was amazing the show also at some, yeah deals with the guns like how that's more an American theme of course but how they just love their guns don't they because there's this one scene when she's masturbating with a gun etc um mm. Of course, we relate a bit less with the fact that for America, guns are like a God-given right and you can't take them away from them. Mm-hmm. I just, to me, that's that's always been bizarre. But it's also, the, apparently the show wanted to like make a strong statement on the debate of guns. I don't know if I felt that per se. I didn't feel anything about the guns. No. I think that, like the, the, the two times it was really about the guns was like the first time when when you know the scene when when she is masturbating and then the second time when she told her husband uh about that and the husband was like just a line um i think he said something about what was it the the line that he said like hey at least i don't fuck guns or something like that and he's like confused because she keeps taking it out of the safe and there's a whole argument with that but to me the gun doesn't really come back into play oh doesn't she have the gun at the end was she uh when they in the yeah she was trying to shoot yeah Yeah. she she was trying to shoot but i don't even remember which which gun or where did she get it because i don't when did you watch this show was it like also three months ago because i was relying on you to like I, I watched it on the plane back from London. Ah, okay. Um, so a yeah. while ago, like a month and a half. Almost two months. A month. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, okay, well, welcome to the podcast where details are superfluous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so fact check everything. <laughs> just fact checked a lot of it, yeah. But to be honest, I didn't remember the gun being a massive plot point when I finished watching I it. it to me, guns weren't. But it's true that there's this odd scene where she feels all powerful in a house with her gun. And she's like, you think you don't know who you're messing with? I'm this hardcore mm. bitch. And you're like, maybe the gun is giving her this power. I don't know. Another important theme is art, and I think that's very obvious in this show, especially the title card. So, like, every episode when it starts, uh, it's hinting out at what the episode is going to be about. However, I could never guess. Like, the titles were so, you know, uh, out right. of the blue kind of thing. Too I just, vague, yeah. Yeah, they were vague. I think they were actual quotations from, like, artists, 
but I mm -hmm. never knew what they would mean for as far as the episode was confirmed. But I loved, loved, loved watching the the piece of art that was going to be shown and then the the, uh, the title of the episode because they were really cool. Well, yeah, I think maybe some of our listeners are might not know this, but Jess is an artist herself. Well, I wouldn't say that, but <laughs> not to this. Well, I, I would. I mean, you drew a bunch of stuff. I think you've even tried doing some tattoos. Mm -hmm. You actually, you drew a few pieces for uh, yours truly. I think it was, you drew, you drew um, Rick and Morty. I did, of course. Uh, yes. And you drew, and you drew uh, Lara Croft. I did. For me as well. I've done a few but. pieces for the house. We have like a massive drone wig painting. <laughs> I'm sure Dave loves. <laughs> well, you see, and then, and you're not going to say that you're an artist, you see? Um, no, but it's not the same. So here, I feel like, this is more like, I don't want to say this to be rude, but more pretentious art in the sense like it's more proper art art. It's not just, ooh, I doodled. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? This, like in the show and then in the show as well, like Amy is not an artist, but her husband is or tries to be. And then his dad was an artist. Like art is predominant in the show just because of the background, like yeah, her husband's background and then his dad's background and the fact that his dad was like a very mm -hmm. famous artist yeah. and revered artist. And that's why even Jordan is interested in buying her business. It's because she knows that she has a connection mm -hmm. with George, whose dad was like this famous yep. artist. So art is all over the show. And I think in the title cards as well, like every single episode, I would wait to see what piece of art is going to be shown and what is the title mm -hmm. going to be. And I would never make any sense of it, though. Um, I don't think Danny was had anything to do with art, though. Like, his side of the story, there's no art involved at all. It's beautiful to look at, though. I felt like the show, once it ended, I just remember specific shots or specific visuals. Another theme, and I think this one is interesting, although maybe not well-known, but the show makes us understand... Uh, the dilemma for Eastern minds to accommodate to West Western culture, basically. Uh, and especially at some point in the show, Danny is going to start like to have a friendship with Amy's husband. And he says to him that Western therapy doesn't work for Eastern minds. Mm. And I think that's very true. I think that the show criticizes criticize the way that many Asians tend to ignore their mental health. But at the same time, it emphasizes the difference between the East and the West. And I think it's true that for a lot of, let's say, Asian families that maybe have immigrated to America, for the kids, it's a struggle because mental health or like therapy, etc., won't be accepted in their families the same way that it would maybe be accepted in a you know western family so for them to deal with feelings like anger or you know childhood trauma etc it's it's trickier because they feel like they can't really go the same route that other people go they can't go see a therapist they don't really believe in that and the same way that when we were in china sometimes they would say like western medicine doesn't mm. work just try you know chinese herbs and stuff well 
Um, and I think in the show, you did feel that, like it made sense to me watching them evolve. Like I could understand why they got to this point where they just could no longer keep their feelings inside. It's because they never had the tools to really deal with their feelings to start with. Yeah, um, for sure. At, at least for, uh, I don't know about Amy's character. Um... Oh, I feel her character. Yeah, because because her character, I, they did they never they haven't told much about her like background, right? Have they? Okay, but she does. There's an episode where she goes back to her family, right? Um, and she goes and visits her parents, and you can tell that they she's sort of uh, like yeah, a disappointment yeah, yeah, to yeah. them. Mm, you're right. Yeah, and I feel like you and also. Clearly, she's she's unwell. Like she's not really balanced, um, and she's not dealing with that. And she's got a lot of repressed anger, and you can tell there's like childhood trauma as well going on there. And she just doesn't want to really talk about it. I think at some point she does open up about it with the therapist, mm -hmm. like the couple's yeah. therapist. But you can tell. But then for Danny, it's even worse because his parents are like old school Asian mm -hmm. you need to take you need to get married you need to take care of us as well you need to provide because you like the yeah older brother yeah so like the head of the family at yeah. this point and so all these responsibilities are on him and of course that's a lot and he doesn't have anything really to give them back so yeah so I thought that was an interesting way to show that as well Yeah, and the two other themes that I think are worth mentioning were the theme of loneliness, which is super evident in the show, as well as the idea of like the facade of a perfect family, which I think applies to both, but I think even more so to the to Amy's family. Like looking at them from the outside, you would think what a beautiful couple, beautiful daughter, beautiful house as well. The deep down is not as happy as it seems, of course like most shows. Whereas I think for Danny's family, it doesn't look like a happy family from the get-go because his brother basically won't talk to him, thinks he's an idiot. So there's not a great relationship between him and his brother. And then his parents also think he's useless because he still hasn't given them a house. Um, But that's kind of like the, the whole Asian thing, right? Where... Yeah. Um, parents have like super high expectations from their kids, you know, like yeah, when they yeah, put their sure. kids, you know, like since they're like little, they put the kids to all these like, you know, English schools, music schools, you know, this schools, that school, you know, like, so there's like, this very, like a huge pressure on the kids right from when they're little. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, and they just grew up with this. So like, I guess a question for me, do you think, because this show is so much centered, like we've said, like centered around like Asian American culture, right? Yeah. Um, do you think it would work if it wasn't two Asian Americans who are in the... Because um, I think... Okay, it uh, would work on a different level. I think there are themes you could not include at that point, like the the whole idea of you know, Western mm -hmm. minds versus Eastern minds, that wouldn't work. But I think you could still make a valid point with a lot of the other themes. Capitalism would still work. Uh, the idea of a perfect facade would still work. But I think the fact that they have chosen this Asian-American cast, or it reinforces a lot of the themes. We've mentioned this before, but 
recently there's been like a resurgence of Asian cinema. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just say Korean because it's not just Korean. So there, there have been movies such as Everything Everywhere All at Once that have mm-hmm. allowed those culture to be better represented on screen. And I think... I think this show would work if it was a white cast, but I think it's even more interesting when it isn't just an all-white cast. Yeah. Because for us, then, we can peek into those other cultures and and maybe get familiar with themes that we didn't even consider before. But I think it would work. It would just be a different show. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it would still work. It would be a different show. Like, some of the things, like, obviously, there wouldn't be made or said about the show but yeah you could probably still somehow make it work with i feel like maybe the hype came from the fact that it was mostly an asian Mm -hmm. cast Mm -hmm. um also the fact that it was really good Mm. and that it was produced by a24 and a24 um is accumulating the successes at this point it's always a studio that if they put something out i'm gonna go and watch it because i trust them like, they've earned my trust at this point. Mm-hmm. I've been disappointed a few times, but not often. Um, and the last theme, like, yeah, I want to not go into, into, but the theme of loneliness, which uh, it feels like the characters, like, let's say the two main characters, they try to fake happiness in their lives and to lead double lives, but at the end, they, they were broken by their loneliness. And at the end of the show it seems like they finally have overcome that. They've like found each other and now they're truly happy. Or at least Amy, because he's in a coma, right? Mm-hmm. Or does he wake up? I think he opens his eyes as the like for the last shot, but oh. I'm not 100% positive. Yeah, something like that. Uh, I don't know if he opens his eyes or like uh, wiggles with his um, fingers. Something. Oh, he wiggles like, yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, I think it's the fingers. Mm. Moves them. Because we don't know. We don't know if he's going to survive, but yeah. And so, yeah, those are the main themes. Um, Obviously, as far as the show goes, it starts off, like we said, with the road rage incident and it escalates, but to a point where the, I think the canyon episode, which is the last one, Mm -hmm. right? Where they both crash their cars into the canyons and they get, they are lost there. Um, And they finally kind of connect but I think as an audience, for the for most of the show, we could tell, like, you guys are basically the same. If you could just yeah. talk it out, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, I have a question for you. Who's your favorite character and your least favorite character? And obviously, why? Um, I think, like, I don't know about, like, character. Uh, well, favorite, I mean. Uh, but the brother... He seems like this very, you know, like millennial, uh, does crypto. Hey, I want to do crypto. I want to hang out with girls. I have my bros. So it's like very, not relatable, but it's like, you know, it's very much because you see a lot of guys, you know, exactly like that right now. So it's like all of everything that he does, like the same thing with all the characters pretty much, but like everything is very relatable and very real, right? So you see, it's like, um, honestly, like... A, For me, it was my least favorite. It was least favorite. The brother. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I hated him. <laughs> Not just because he was so rude. At first, when you first meet Danny and his brother, 
his brother is so rude to him for no reason that I can understand because I haven't lived with them prior to the show starting. So I don't know if maybe Danny has always been a pain, but it seemed the brother was a bit extreme in just like ignoring him or just, you know, making fun of Danny when he okay, had an idea. I just yeah, thought he was no, a big head. Yeah, but we're talking favorite, not somebody I, you know, like, 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 but it's just like, um, I'm coming from the point of view where I think if, again, I wouldn't call it favorite, but I think I like the character because it's, it's more funny. I think, uh, to me rather. Okay. I can see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I don't mean it like in a way that, Hey, this is, he's very cool. I, I like him, you know, not, not, not in that way. Um, more of like, hey... The, you like the... The irony, yeah, like yeah. This, how you, yeah, 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 okay. Um, so that's why, I think. And, um, but... And least favorite... Um, it would be... Either the... The mom? Of the... Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah the Japanese yeah, mom. Japanese yeah, Japanese mom. Or, you know, that, um, the neighbor who was, like, poking around all the time, um, she was, the like, Naomi, right? Yeah, that later married the, um... The millionaire. Yeah, the, the millionaire billionaire. Oh, really? Uh, what did he do to you? Nothing, it just, it just... Uh, I thought she was alright. Uh-huh. Nothing, I just don't like her. <laughs> I just don't like her. Well, her, her, maybe she's, like, being too noisy, like, you know? Mind your business, like, why Why did she even start it, like, because uh, she started, like, doing the whole uh, investigating. The yeah. I think that's the point the show makes, though, because she was such a bored housewife. When she's married to the husband at first, before she marries Jordan, she's so bored in her massive house with all her clothes that she has, like, like she says, I've got my non-profit, mm. I do my mom groups or whatever, and then... Obviously, I think she was so bored. Like, that was something that happened in the neighborhood. And she was like, I need to get to the bottom of this. Because got nothing else to do. And, you know, for the same reason, I I guess I I like, in quotes, the the brother, maybe. For for those kind of, like, similar type of reasons. But, but, um, yeah, I don't don't like her. I think, like, you know, the, the bored housewife, you know... Like a rich board housewife just snooping around, like mind your own business. Go, 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 about your um, uh, you know, not. She non-profit. didn't bother me. She didn't do anything mean or wrong. I thought it was just her life was a bit sad because she obviously wanted more from life and she was really bored. But she wasn't. I think the brother was a worst character just because. He gave Danny no support whatsoever, never. Um, and you, he... yeah, but don't you don't you think that? I mean, maybe it wasn't because we see the brother at like early when they go back, like early on when he was like young. Yeah, he's like this happy, you know, like cool kid. And then when he didn't got accepted into college, and apparently later we find out why. Because Danny threw out all yeah. the, you know, application letters. Um, you know, that's kind of when he kind of, he went down the, that 
the bad path because he felt like he's like useless. He couldn't do shit because he didn't, you know, what he thought he didn't get into the uni because he wasn't smart enough or he wasn't worthy enough. Yeah. So, you know. Maybe. I think the uncle was also not like if I had to choose between the brother or the uncle, the uncle, I think both characters are equally bad. Like, well, the uncle, you can, you can, you can see the uncle is a hustler. You know, it's like one of those guys who just wants to cheat his way out of everything. And but a bit more extreme because he does like yeah, during that first, shit, he yeah. tries to rob. Yeah, yeah he's... but he would also kill someone and not care. Whereas I think. The others, no, they wouldn't kill someone and not care. Um, I didn't like the uncle, but I also like him less because I know about what happened in real life with that mm. actor. So, so I guess like, I'm like, I don't really Ooh, like you. Jess, you're I am biased. But like, I think Danny from, uh, Danny's brother for me was worse in the sense that I felt like Danny was trying to give him brotherly love a lot and he just wouldn't take it you wouldn't accept that love and i just thought you're such an entitled little prick but like you said millennial i didn't like him i think favorite character um to be fair i did like george just because at first i thought he was all an act that he was like super zen and just Mm. but at the end of the show you realize he's just this very well i want to say good guy but he's neither one who uh who Comes with the gun and shoots Danny at the end, like in the tunnel uh, or something. I think he's very, like, his character is very, like, simple. You know, just a simple, maybe a bit naive kind of guy. Um, naive, but just very straightforward. Doesn't want to, doesn't, he doesn't seem like he judges people based on their backgrounds. You know, because he strikes a friendship with uh, Danny. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't care where Danny is from. So he's not like the kind of guy you would look at uh, what kind of clothes are you wearing, mm-hmm. what kind of car are you driving, or maybe we can talk. So he seemed like a genuine nice guy. However, by the end of the show, I guess the, the, the whole thing takes a toll on him as well. I think the little daughter was really cute, but she's not really a character in the show. I think she's just there to say they have like this daughter mm, and they, yeah. they have this perfect family, air quote, but they really don't. Who do you think gives the best performance in the show as far as acting? It's mm, a good question. Performance. Well, I think like two main characters, they, they're very, they both, they seem very like authentic. Um, and that's kind of like what I, I mm. think I've read somewhere that um, both uh, the main characters in real life didn't know each other and they were, like after actually they've signed to, to this project, um, said because they knew each other, but they'd never acted uh, together on camera. They were never on camera together. So they weren't sure about the chemistry, if it's going to work. But obviously from the show, they, they, they work together. The chemistry is there. They, they're very authentic. Like they're very believable. Yeah. I think for me, Amy Wong just gives a... But like I said before, I was blown away by her performance. I I can't believe that she could communicate so much stuff with just a fake smile on her face, mm. basically. Um, 
I yeah, she blew me away. But I think Steven Yeun is very good. It's just I expect him to be very good. I've seen him. Yeah, because he played. You know, he like if you look at his IMDb page, he's been you know acting for a while. And like you said at the beginning, we know him from The Walking Dead, which you know ran for quite a few seasons. He's two hundred. So years, he's yeah. been like acting. <laughs> he's been acting for quite a some time. But then if you look at her. IMDb page. There's not many acting roles, so the the what she does have it's like voice acting. So she does do a yeah. lot of voice. So she so you you don't see her on camera as an actress no. that often. And but you see her as a comedy person. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I expect her to do funny stuff, and that's why here she it's a drama. It's 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 funny at times. Like, would you say you laughed at some bits? Yeah, 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 definitely, or, definitely. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it a comedy. Um, but no, it's more drama for yeah. sure. But it it is funny. I think it's really smartly written. That's why I can say that I laughed because there are moments that aren't funny, but you laugh. There's one moment I'm thinking about when her and Danny. Are meeting up on the parking lot. This is midway through the season, and they are meeting up on the parking lot to like say, "Yo, bitch, mm. you can't." They're like not happy, and they're talking. But then some third person tries to park where they are, mm. and they both start insulting that person. And I thought that was a hilarious moment. Um, yeah, there was one storyline I thought I didn't understand the why. So. Amy decides that she's going to create a fake Instagram profile or something and then starts flirting with Danny's brother online. And I didn't understand why that she would think that's a good way to get back at Danny. Because for me, by doing that, you're only affecting the brother. You're like being cruel and toying with this kid. But I don't see how that's going to affect Danny's life per se. It will in the end in the show. But like to me, it was a weird reasoning for her to think in order to like um, get back to Danny, I'm going to create this fake profile and start flirting with this brother. I was like, who would, what? How is that well, maybe, a revenge? Maybe if she thought, you know, if the two of them are close and she's going to break, uh, you know, the brother's heart. Um, you know, something along those lines. And then, yeah. I don't know. Because, yeah, it added a lot of stuff in the show that I didn't understand why it was happening. I just couldn't understand why she had started down that route to, to start with. But it happens, it happens. So that was my only negative, to be honest, with this show. I think all of it was amazing. And it does culminate in, like, a very violent scene where... At Jordan's house, when um, Danny's uncle robs the place, mm -hmm. and so Jordan ends up dying, she's crushed by her own like safety room door that just can't be stopped, and she's crushed by it, and it's grim. And like I think her body separates as well; like the door does cut through her body, so there's like Dude, the legs on one side. And hmm. I thought it was just yeah. no. She's trying to run. And she trips or something, and so she's laying down as the door is closing, and she gets the door in Half. the midsection. Mm, okay. Yeah. Actually, like it was grim about that. Um. All, also, I read somewhere that apparently a lot more characters were supposed to die in the show. 
Oh. Yeah. Okay. In the kind of like the OG version, a lot more characters were supposed to die, but then um, after like seeing the script, like they both, I think the Netflix and and you know the the production company, they're like, hey, I think too many people are dying, so they they want. Who do you think should have died? I think. Who would you have liked to see die? You know, I think brother would have died in that same. Um, easily could have died at the same, um, uh, mm. you know, the shootout. Because they get shot. No. Right? Yeah. And then I think George's mom, when they try to rob George's house mm. and the mom falls down the stairs, I think me, I thought she was going to die. Yeah, she could have easily died in that she scene. Have, yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, I could see where he could have killed a bunch more characters. Um, yeah. I don't think it needed more deaths though. No. I don't think the point of the... Yeah, I think the show makes this point regardless of the number of people that are going to die and not going to die. And I think it culminates into, like, the last episode being so different from the others, mm. but also such a beautiful coming together of two beings, basically, because they are lost together. And at first, they don't want to work together, but at, at the end, they have to because they don't have water. It's very hot, apparently, mm -hmm. in Los Angeles. Um, and yeah, and so they're dying of the, and I think they eat something they shouldn't have yeah. eaten and they start tripping together. Mm. And it's just a very pretty, beautiful episode because for once they are not lonely and they can rely on each other and they start to understand that they are basically not so different. Yeah. They are the same people. So it was nice. And then, yeah, at the end he does and I, I thought he was in a coma and he wasn't going to wake up, but he does, he wakes up. So yeah, overall... What did you think overall? Yeah, I thought it was good. I I looked up the um I looked up the genres, mm -hmm. and again, um, so Rotten. What did they say? So IMDb, yeah, says that it's a drama and a comedy. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes just says comedy. That's it. No, that's uh, inaccurate. Uh, see, Rotten Tomatoes. So it's on. like it's not a comedy. Six out of six. So you know we've kind of like reviewed. Um, six movies, six shows, so all six Rotten Tomato didn't... Just think, stick to IMDb. Why uh, are you even I'm bothering with... I'm, I'm just, you know, I was just like no, out, out, out of curiosity. But yeah, so... Okay. Because, you know... I... Yeah, drama comedy for me is spot on, though. Yeah. So why... You know, because I think still a lot of people rely for some reason. Like, personally, I, like if I'm to look for something or I just want to... For myself, mm -hmm. I'm always sticking to IMDb, but I know at the same time a lot of people are looking at the Rotten Tomato, you know, for reviews, for scores. But you know what's annoying with Rotten Tomato? They don't have an app. Yeah. With IMDb, I can, on my phone, I can look up actors, movies, whatever. With Rotten Tomatoes, you would need to have your laptop nearby. So that's already BS. Like, why would I do that? Oh, yeah. It's, it's very strange. But yeah, so yeah. overall... I disagree with comedy. Yeah, I disagree too. Um, but yeah, so you were asking, like, overall... Um, yeah, I like the movie. Uh, I mean, I like the show. So, you know, like, when you told me to watch it... Because even before then, I've I've knew... Because, you know, all these, like, new big shows, Netflix, just, like, as soon as you open the app, it just, mm -hmm. like, throws at you, you know... Yeah. Um. So there was a lot of like already like 
in Netflix advertising. So I I watched the show, like the trailer of the show. I was like, okay, I like the two um the the two main characters. I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch it at some point. But when I just watched that trailer, there was no like spark. So I knew this is something that right, okay. yeah, I knew this is something that I might like. I like the the characters, the plots seemed fine, but like just something didn't didn't click to me. You know, like those those shows that you like, yeah. oh shit, okay, I'm watching it right now. I'm playing. Yeah. So this was more like I like it. I'm probably gonna Maybe. enjoy it. No, I knew for a fact that I'm, I am gonna watch it. It wasn't just okay. I'm not gonna watch. Like nothing immediate, you know. It's not like I'm gonna drop everything and start watching right now. Um, yeah. But yeah. So like when you, when when you gave me the show, I was like, okay, all right, all right, I'm gonna watch it. I so now, like a similar thing. I watched the trailer. Okay, don't laugh, but I had the trailer play on my phone, but without the sound on Facebook scrolling down. And just looking at the trailer, I recognized Ali Wong, and I'm like, oh, that's a new comedy show. I didn't read the caption. I was just looking at the trailer passing by. Um, and I couldn't understand whether it was meant to be a comedy or not, obviously, because the sound was <laughs> But And so in my head, I was like, I have no interest, because for me, the trailer looked weird. I was like, if Ali Wong is in there, it's going to be a comedy, but the trailer made it look as it, it's not funny, funny. And so I wasn't interested in watching this, because I, I was like, are they confused about how to market this? <laughs> because I'm an idiot, and I didn't turn the sound on. But then I kept seeing posts about A24, A24 is producing this. I'm like, oh, hold on a second. I need to watch this. And obviously I did. And it's, it was my fault. No. I should have put the sound on. But yeah, the trailer didn't sell it to me well, probably yeah. because Which I is didn't strange. to it. What is strange? I feel like at the moment, like Hollywood, they, they learn how to make fantastic trailers, you know? Mm-hmm. Often, well, like you, you watch a trailer. It's like, wow, this is amazing! I'm gonna watch it. And then you go to the cinema, or yeah. you open it. And it's like, oh, this, and it's shy. Yeah, it's like, okay, they put the best scenes in the trailer, so there's nothing else to yeah. watch. Which is that's why you know it's it's surprising that that you know this trailer didn't really deliver, but the show definitely delivered. Yeah. Oh, cool! I'm glad you liked it. All right, anything else you want to add about this show? Oh, no, I'm just happy that you gave it to me. Yeah. And I agree, like, at the beginning we said, I agree, I don't want a season two. Yeah, I can see why. But I feel, yeah, I feel like I'm happy the way it ended. Me too. I don't need a season two. But, uh, but I feel like because if the show, you know, the show is a hit, the show is popular... So I feel like they still might end up doing it, uh, but um, yeah. But then it you bring back the same characters. What is the beef gonna be at this point? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. That's why, like, I I feel like I, I, I don't want the second season. I'm no. just happy the way it is. But yeah, we'll see. Mm, fair enough. Uh, would you uh, like what score would you give it? Knowing that on IMDb it's eight point one out of ten. Hmm. Okay. You know, I would be generous again. I would probably give it an 
Okay. Just, you know, I'm being very point generous. Three. Point three of a <laughs> yeah. point. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to be more generous. I would give it a nine. Like, I think it was quality. Mm. I think all of it mm. was beautifully made, acted, just a great, great show. And I think very interesting. It's not, um, you know, a mindless show that you watch to turn mm-hmm. off your brain. It's something that you learn a lot from. And I love that. And it makes you think. Um, yeah, and it's a good argument for me not learning how to drive, so love it. Mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to do okay for the selection? I've got this because uh, people can't see, but I've got this flower pot filled with papers with like oh, movie wow. names on it because I never know what to pick. I have so many ideas, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna pick okay, something. Before, like... before we do that, before do we are we selecting the winner? Oh yes, oh, it's two. hard because one is a very funny comedy and one is more like a dramedy. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But I think if yeah. I have to pick quality-wise, for me, Beef wins this one because it's more I'm more sensitive to this mm-hmm. kind of, let's say, cinema or art. Um, I'll probably go with Tucker and Dale. Um, of course you are. <laughs> so you're going to have a... A draw? No, no, nothing. Yeah, we're gonna have a draw today, so a rematch next time. But I think this was more of a you know, if I had to rewatch, right? It was like both both are good, you know. Like if I had to rewatch, I don't think I w- would want to sink another you know eight hours. But or that's so. the problem with the series. Nobody is gonna re except for the office. Um, I never rewatch series. Oh God, no, no. Disgusting. Uh, but see, um, that's the thing. Like a good series, no matter how good it is, it's a lot of time. So I would easily no. rewatch Tucker and Dale, but I don't think I would rewatch the entirety of Beef, despite me liking Beef more. But I think, yeah, I don't have ten hours to sink into something. But I don't think that should base like that should be the base. The basis on which you no, base it. You know, I, I, I like again. I like both, uh, both the movie and the show. If you take the time out of the equation, <sighs> if time is not an issue, which one do you pick? You see, like because I gave a higher score, right? It I gave eight and eight point three. So you did, you did. Um. So beef wins. Yeah, I mean... De facto. Yeah. Because it's got the better score all around. Because Tucker got, like, what? It got 8 from you and 7.5 from me. But Beef got 8 from... 8.3, excuse me, from you and then 9 from okay, me. Okay, so should we add up and average it and see who oh, better... it's, it's obvious that Beef is whipping <laughs> to do some random equations. No. Because um... it's got the better scores out of the two. Like it's simple but it's math. Not just about the score. <laughs> it's not just the. It's not just the score. Okay, but in terms of experience, think... oh, I guess I don't know. I think for me it's beef. I'm not changing my mind. But then I'm asking mm. you if you don't need to think about how much time it would take to rewatch. Okay, one yeah, of them. I would still. You know why? I I like comedy, I uh, and okay. I. Then that's a valid and because, point. Like, look, I like comedy, and then, but right, if we look at the genre, one was horror comedy, 
Yeah. The other one was drama comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do like I do like dramas in general. Um, I like horror, but like that one, like if we take the like those two and then just look at the hey, then the comedy, I feel like that one was genuinely funny. Here, yeah, the, it was fun. It was fun. It wasn't funny. I disagree. Um, but I, I understand your point. I think you just wanted you like something where you laugh more. But yeah, yeah. What I just you know like laugh. It, it can be like stupid joke. It, it just you know that one when I was watching, I was just like you know I had tears in my eyes. You know, like laughing, and so yeah, I'm gonna yeah, but go. So in terms of experience for you, Tucker is better, Tucker and Dale, which I understand. That's yeah. a valid point. Yeah. Yeah. But don't yeah. bring yeah. in the oh, it takes eight hours. That's not part of the okay, yeah, the well, equation at all. For me, in that time when I said it, it was so Fine. shut up, Jazz. You are allowed mistakes, okay. Diva. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you. So we we're going with um the winner. So There's no winner this time. Yeah, yeah it's a because draw. Okay, cool. You don't like good movies or good series, good show. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so you want to announce your your pick first from your massive jar. Yeah, the massive jar of movies. You okay, have to pick, pick one. the right one. I'm ruffling. Okay, I get one. Okay. Barbarian. What the it's fuck on is Disney that? Plus. It came out last year. Barbarian. Barbarian? Barbarian. Barbarian. Yes, with oh, with the Sasgard brother. I... Billy Sasgard, isn't it? And Justin no Long. What talking about. Well, look it up. I'll send you the poster so you know exactly what movie it is. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. okay. Um I'm picking something that's close to your heart, Jess. Oh, what is it? Um or or Close to your, maybe, maybe mentally, maybe, maybe not so much physically right now, but it's a movie. I don't like where you're going. It's a movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) And it's blood sport. And it's blood. (laughs) I've never seen it, so it's going to be a first. A first for me and first for you. Yeah, I've never seen. Well, yeah, I've never yeah, seen a Jean Claude yeah. Van Damme film except for what the. Fu- okay, we'll yeah. have to talk about that next time. But yeah, yeah. But I love him. Um, but yeah, like, yeah. isn't that apparently super not, old not, not blood sport? Oh yeah, God. it is. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Okay, cool. Then it is uh, Barbarian versus Blood Sport. I know who's gonna win this one. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, I guess yeah. then that's it for today. Yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. And yeah. Yeah, thank you for listening. And uh, until next time. Bye. Bye.